I'm Michael Burke. I'm the director of the Impact Institute at Deakin University. And I'm also one of the leads of the Magnet Network together with Susan. Hi, I'm Susan Russell. Um, I'm a senior NHMRC research fellow and professor of cognitive neuropsychiatry at Swinburne, and I'm one of the leads of the Magnet Initiative. Welcome, both of you, to the podcast. This is great. So we're talking about Magnet, the Mental Health Australia General Clinical Trials Network. You've got to have an acronym. You've got a good acronym. So tick. Um, this began last year in May 2021. Michael, why do we need this network in Australia? Well, clinical trials are the foundation of practice because they provide an evidence foundation for what clinicians need to do. And the definitive evidence always comes from clinical trials. Uh, mental health has lagged behind almost every other medical discipline in Australia, all of which have clinical trial networks. And many, like oncology, have clinical trial networks for every different kind of cancer. So we've been way behind in not having one at all. As a consequence, we've really lacked the scale uh, in doing clinical trials in Australia, notwithstanding islands of expertise. Uh, we haven't had the reach, we haven't had the scale, and there's a lot of inefficiency. Um, trials get funded, people get skilled up, study ends and people disappear into the ether. So we haven't been able to capitalize on skills that we've got and we haven't got sufficient skills and we don't have them at scale. And this also limits our capacity to launch the very largest, most impactful trials to meet the major clinical questions that bedevil our field. So a clinical trial network is way overdue and we are truly delighted that now Australia has one. And we are hoping that this will lead into a step change in the quality and quantity of clinical trials. And as a consequence, the quality of clinical care, being mindful of the fact that treatment is the number one thing that patients, people who have problems seek. So we want to meet community and participant needs by offering the best available therapies. So Susan, you don't have four pillars, you have four platforms on Magnet. So tell us a bit about these four platforms and what you're hoping to achieve with them. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up on something that Michael was talking about, um, inefficiencies. So lots of inefficiencies in our existing cl clinical trials that are run in Australia. And we identified four different areas that those inefficiencies occurred. Um, and um, by putting together platforms which create resources across these four areas, then we're not losing those resources when people um, stop their clinical trial because they're there for the next generation to use in the next set of clinical trials. So the four areas that we identified is assessment. Assessment is really critical in uh, mental health. Uh, on, unlike some of our other medical disciplines where uh, you can have a blood test for a particular condition or some kind of biomarker might, may exist, a lot of our uh, assessments are very objective, uh, require intense clinical training on various different clinician-related in instruments. So we're going to create a suite of videos, suite of training videos, 
treasures, suite of resources that are there for the next generation across a wide variety of different assessments from, uh, you know, depression to psychosis and eating disorders, whichever mental health condition you can think of, we will create these resources. Uh, then three, the other three platforms, again, I, I can't emphasize enough, um, really trying to reduce that inefficiency, inefficiencies. So we'll have a health economics platform and people within that platform have extensive uh, experience in health economics and will be able to assist any particular trial in making sure that their, their, their trial is uh, appropriately uh, skilled in terms of health economics. The same with data management and biostatistics which is our third. And the last one, which is probably the biggest that we all um, go grey over, is the governance and policy. What legal agreements need to be in place? What ethical agreements? What agreements with hospitals? Creating a database of those kinds of agreements and templates that we can use moving forward. So there are four platforms. All successful networks are built on effective collaboration and if you're running a clinical trials network I guess there's such a kind of huge diversity of individuals and organizations and agencies and partners and systems that you need to work with. Tell us a bit about how you're doing that with Magnet. Well we see diversity actually as a source of strength uh, and we very much take a convergence science view of the research universe in as much as uh, the, the problems in mental health are really complex. And I think that in order to come up with meaningful solutions for people, you need skill sets from very diverse backgrounds, including the platform resources that Susan's mentioned, but also different disciplines. We need basic molecular biologists. We need, because they need to develop the targets. We need epidemiologists to validate them. We need people who are doing preclinical work to, to take molecules and see if they work in preclinical models. Etc. So I think that the diversity, we have to leverage the diversity in the field in order to really create a bench to bedside infrastructure for the development, validation and translation of uh, novel therapies into clinical practice. So this is very much by design. We also recognize that this, these resources cross cut different dis disorders. So these, these platforms cross-cut different disorders. So whether you're dealing with eating disorders or addiction or schizophrenia, you need the same kind of stuff. So I think that most researchers in most bits of the country do not have access to that full suite. So this will create networks and synergies which will allow people in, different, in disorders which don't normally have access to these resources to access these resources. Say something more about how you can support that kind of cross-disciplinary working. You mentioned they're kind of basic scientists. And I guess in mental health, we've got this huge diversity of different kinds of scientists um, who traditionally have been very siloed and traditionally haven't worked together very much um, and sometimes just strongly disagree with each other. Um, how are you going to kind of foster that kind of collaborative working so that actually the network brings together these groups? Well, I think this is very much a goal of the network, but it's also very much a goal of my own institute. So my own institute is structured in a way that has no discipline boundaries. So we work with molecular biologists, preclinical work people, epidemiologists, 
clinicians all in the same institute in a flat structure without discipline boundaries. And not only do we think that this is workable, but we think this is essential in order to come up with solutions. And to some extent, while Magnet is very much focused on clinical trials, uh, we want to bring this multidisciplinary focus into the way that we do our work uh, because um, the, there's this wonderful phenomenon referred to as the Medici effect. In fact, a lovely book of that title, which kind of says that, you know, all the really good stuff happens at the intersections. It's the cross-pollination of seemingly disparate disciplines come up with offspring that is richer than either of the parents. And that's very much the philosophy that we have within Magnet. Um, so we're trying to have diversity of disciplines. We try to have diversity of regions. And we, are, we wish to expand to have diversity of problems that we're trying to solve. That's an ambitious agenda. The steering group have um, different, different come from different disciplines, come from different backgrounds, and include lived experience. Uh, the CIs and the AIs, they again wide um, spectrum of different disciplines, uh, um, different experience in lived experience. Um, uh, people from different diversities, in, including Aboriginals and Torres Strait Islanders. So, in terms of the people that we've already got involved in the network, we are thinking about diversity in terms of each of the various steering committees that we've brought together, as well as the CIs and AIs that we've already brought on board. So just to echo what Susan said, and this is a really important message you want to get out. In terms of the grant application, the people who are on the grant application are on the grant application, but that's just the starting point to allow us to do this. So one of the things we want to do at the SMHR meeting is really open our doors to anybody who wants to be involved, that our membership is not the team of CIs. It's anybody in Australia who wants to be involved in clinical trials, we would love to have you as part of the network. And uh, we very much uh, are united in the fact that uh, this is going to be open. Uh, and uh, it's an open door, not a closed door. And anybody who wants to join us, we would welcome, regardless of discipline, regardless of location. So tell us a little bit, Susan, about the initial signature trials, there's a, there's a mix of different interventions and populations that you're working with. Yeah, before I actually touch on the four that were uh, eventually selected, I, I think um, I want to emphasise our open door policy again that uh, Michael has alluded to. Uh, and because we were trying to do the best thing for Australia, we had a very open process in terms of choosing these four signature trials, where once we'd started to collate together the CIs that looked like they were going to jump on board and be uh, interested, uh, we opened uh, uh, calls up for um, people to put in a very simple one-page synopsis of a clinical trial that was interest that they were interested in running, and uh, um, you know, bring on the network of investigators that they already had, but also think outside the box and think across the country. Um, and then we we ranked them, so it was uh, it was very democratic. Um, uh, there were were uh, lots of people that were disappointed, but also some people, you know, that obviously and um, there's uh, their trials shone through. 
Um, I, I think uh, we would have uh, um, been in a better position, I think, um, to um, be a little bit more diverse if we'd had um, a few more from the different, different clinical groups. We actually did end up with um, four clinical trials that looked at mood disorders, which we undenied whether there was the right thing to do and whether we should go down our ranking list and, and, and look at some of the uh, other diagnostic conditions. But in the end, we let the democracy speak and we did go with the four signature trials so um, what do we got so we've got the kite trial oh and all of them have got really nice acronyms so that's good um you know ticks the box there so the kite trial is um a, a, an investigation of ketamine as a potential novel treatment for bipolar depression we have the hearts and mind trial which is a comprehensive lifestyle program um uh, against a psychotherapy control um again for bipolar disorder we have Hearts and Minds 2, which is looking at uh, statins and metformin for mental and physical health in depression. And then the Helipad trial, which is an interactive online intervention aimed at increasing help-seeking behaviours compared to uh, psychoeducation. So you can see really broad ranging, different pharmacological, psychological, interventions, uh, really thinking about what are the novel and cutting edge uh, interventions that are going to make a big difference in our field. So let's let's think about other aspirations. You've, you've got this kind of five years that you began in May last year. What are you hoping to achieve by 2026 and how do you see this developing beyond that? Well, one of the things that we need, we want to work very hard towards is sustainability. And I will hand over in a minute to Susan about how we're going to utilize our platform resources to uh, ensure sustainability. In an ideal world, uh, we would get ongoing funding from a federal or state source to maintain the network, because unfortunately, grant funding is time limited. Um, but... Uh, the magnet signature trials, sorry, magnet endorsed trials. Um, one of the things that happened in, for example, the musculoskeletal and the uh, intensive care is that if you just put in a trial to a grant funding body as an investigator, the odds of funding are very low. But if you put in an ANZIX, the Australian New Zealand Intensive Care Society, endorsed trial where the whole group agree that this is the priority, that the best people in the country have agreed that this is the best methodology and it's co-designed and the wheels have been well and truly kicked, the funding rates are very much higher. Then we can ar arrange uh, as part of the sustainability with the leads of those trials that they would utilize out the magnet platform resources for those domains, which then uh, allows the ongoing activity of the platform resources, understanding that we will we have designed this to create and build uh, cutting edge expertise in the various platforms. That is, you know, exactly what we're currently working on in terms of our sustainability in our business plan, um, which is a real key priority over the next year, is to decide, you know, what the costings are in relation to using the platform resources um, and what people have to build in to become an endorsed magnet trial. 
So, for example, you know, how how many of our assessment uh, assessments they will use, how many of our training modules they will use, you know, how much time they would like to spend with our biostatistician, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've been really fortunate um, throughout this whole initiative to work with Neuroscience Victoria who are a key sponsor and um, partner with, uh, with regards to Magnet, who have extensive experience thinking about these sustainability plans. So I'm really looking forward in terms of actually improving my knowledge how to uh, create a sustainability plan for, for the Magnet initiative from the NSV uh, business team, which I think is gonna be really important. So the plenary session that you're running on mental health research, architecture and policy at the SMHR conference in Hobart is happening at 9.45am on Saturday, the 26th of March. Tell us a little bit about who the audience are that you're trying to get in the room and what people will get from the session. What, what we want to do is attract anybody who has any interest in clinical trials to come and join the network. We want to really emphasise that the network, as it currently is structured, is just a starting point. And we want to attract people, regardless of their discipline, regardless of their area of interest, to join the network uh, and to make use of the resources that we have. It, we are certainly going to be allowing uh, anybody in Australia to benefit from many of the resources that we will be generating, uh, particularly you know, rating scales, training materials, that kind of stuff. Uh, we, we are going to be holding later in this year uh, workshops to upskill the community in clinical trial design methodology. Um, so we really want to contribute towards improving the quantity and quality of clinical trials. And with that, we want to have a very strong mentorship role to train and support the next generation of young researchers in mental health to upskill themselves, to be competitive, and to contribute towards developing better therapies to ultimately benefit the community. Um.